Everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm Johnny Masato, your host, and joining me today is Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? Devin Nikoba. What's up? And sitting in with us today is Mr. Brian Tolentino. Aloha. How are you guys? I like Brian so much, well, we like Brian so much, that we even waited for Brian to start the show. Normally, we try to do all of our, you know, housekeeping stuff before the guests come, but we're just like, we're just going to start straight with Brian. Oh, okay. But also, so special, yeah. that we were starting later and all of a sudden we're like, oh, Brian's here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, before we begin, uh, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at High Sessions, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts on iTunes. People have been downloading the Apple Podcasts. because uh, People I've actually our, rate us, too. Yeah. I was going to say, and Devin, yes. what, what should they do? Uh, rate five. Rate five. Even if you didn't like it, we That's don't a, care. Is that out, rate five. out of ten? What is, what is uh, that? It's five out of five. <laughs> oh, okay. Just checking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And then you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you'd like to help the show and get more music on the channel, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com and donate. There you'll be uh, more involved with the show and help to determine who and what is filmed. Brian and I are going to do a little impromptu jam after this that's nice. only going to be up on the Patreon. So there we're going to go. start adding some really? some exclusive yeah. content. Oh. Yeah, that's right. That's why cool. he so made you bring your <laughs> instruments. You're, you're, so. you're playing kazoo today. <laughs> oh, that's what's going to happen. Okay. No, you know what would be funny is if you guys switch instruments. So you got to play ukulele and he got to play guitar. Oh. Well, Brian's actually a pretty good guitar player. So I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how much that would change. But oh, well. uh, I'd like to send or a shout out. you can the thing to each other mid-song. Uh, yeah, yeah, and switch over. No, this is this is not. There's no like camera video. Camera. <laughs> there's a camera. We're taking photos, right there, but yeah, yeah, no video. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I'd like to send a shout out to Ink Dog, who is our newest Patreon subscriber. So thank you, Ink Dog. Thank you. Sub Dog from the mainland and uh, Brian Tolentino. So normally I have a um, an introduction, mm-hmm. but I had a I had a different one for Brian. So what oh. do you, what do you think about this? Okay. So instead of like explaining his uh, accomplishments and all that kind of stuff, that's really short. So. <laughs> So Brian is an ukulele guy, okay? And this is how I thought about when I think about Brian, okay? So you have Eddie Kamai, Herb Ota Sr., Benny Chong. Those are like the Yodas, okay, of the, of the wait, ukulele world. Put me in I the know, age he's group, like, bro. Wait like, a uh, second. Brian Tolentino <laughs> and Herb Ota Jr. would be the Obi-Wan Kenobis of the ukulele world. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Then you have the Jake Shimabukuros and like Taimane, which are the Luke Skywalkers. And then you have like the Kalei Gamiyals and Honokas, the Ray Skywalker slash Palpatines. Who's Jabba? Of the world. <laughs> now don't answer. I was, gonna, I was gonna come up with a Jazz name. Just checking. <laughs> ah, this got really nerdy really fast. So, yeah, so so it covers two things. It covers our Star Wars uh, nerdist <laughs> and also ukulele nerdist uh, piece. Oh, cool. But would it, right? That sounds about right, right? We're gonna roll with it. Sure. I'm sure All someone right. would say, oh, you know, there was uh, Sam Lee uh, from, from uh, you know, right, right, right. back in before that. But in, in recent memory that I can think of that. So what is it about him that makes him that person? As well, I'm just thinking about generationally, See, you know, the, the guys who... He went um, to the age thing. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of... It, it is kind of... <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> but it, 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 is, it is more just, uh, you know, how... L- long in the in the scene veteran uh, veteran veteran, yeah. Yeah. veteran being veteran in time yeah. so it doesn't necessarily mean age but in this case for brian yes it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess i'm yeah. just kidding 
But um, so, okay, we were talking off air and Kyle actually wanted to start with this thing. So because Brian has been a little bit vocal on online about this, I'm like, we should just wait until the show starts. But we have a what's wrong with you. But coming from Kyle. Oh, this should be interesting. So this okay. what's wrong with you segment is about hoarding toilet paper. How's that? Yeah, bro. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Why do you need to hoard that much toilet paper in your life? I don't know. I mean, I hoarded the last time, so I still have from the last time. But <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. was the last time was a hurricane or something? Yeah, right? I mean, I, I don't get it. It's just fear of, I don't know what it Not is. Not having. Yeah. But I think what it is, too, is uh, someone uh, like a couple weeks ago made the mistake of saying, if you're thinking about preparing, think how you'd prepare for a hurricane. And that was the worst thing to tell yeah, people. Because yeah, as soon right. as they heard right. hurricane, they went, oh! Because the first thing everybody buys during a hurricane is toilet, toilet, toilet paper. paper and freaking to- paper towels. And you go, what? And it's like, we used to drink water out of the hose. Why, <laughs> yeah, why, right, why, right, why right, would right. you buy wa- bottled water? Yeah, I don't understand the water thing. But toilet paper. You know, yeah. you, you, it's just, I don't know, it doesn't make sense. Well, it, it is a necessity, though. Know. Know. Yeah, my, my question you know. I was going to ask you guys is, do you think that they're hoarding the toilet paper because there's an actual fear of running, like, you're sick and you need so much toilet paper that you're going to run out and you're just not going to be able to get it? Or are people just on automatic pilot that when there's an emergency, I go get my toilet paper? No, it's an, it's an, I think it's an automatic response. I can yeah. see if the side effect of the coronavirus was diarrhea, right, massive right, right. diarrhea. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think that's part of the side effect. So but I've heard this, well. you know, it's like symptoms, if right? you get sick, you cannot go out, so you cannot go out and get toilet paper. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, they say uh, they quarantine you, they quarantine yeah. you, but, and but there's a possibility. Still, of yeah, it's like if if you Someone had could diarrhea, leave a, leave a little, you know, leave a roll at your front door. Yeah, go order yeah. on Amazon. Oh wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you cannot tainted toilet paper oh, yeah. on Amazon. <laughs> I know Je- Jeff Bezos is gonna lose a lot of money. Yeah, oh, my and God. it comes Bezos. on Wuhan Airlines, I think. From, uh, <laughs> 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 okay, so yeah, so yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I think people are just on automatic pilot. They're just getting what they think is. But in it's, this case, it doesn't make sense. It's being responsible. I can see that. You go Costco, I was low on toilet paper. Anyway, I'm gonna pick up toilet paper. Yeah, but you don't have to take out the whole. The whole area of toilet paper, the whole pallet. I've seen pictures of guys just piling up on, mm-hmm. on yeah, the shopping like cart and nine, walking out of there. You know, yeah. I'm like, what are you gonna do with all the toilet paper when when you're not? Well, I was telling Kyle, done, when you to me, it. there should not be a refund, a return policy on toilet paper. Right. Like once you buy it, once it's out of your house, even the water, like mm-hmm. you, that's yours at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just think people are buying because they figure, oh, I can return them after if nothing happens. Oh, that is Costco. That's why. Yeah, yeah. They, they accept. TVs. Don't ask me why I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> During the Super Bowl. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> well, people, I've, I've seen people. I had a friend return his like two years later. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just returned. The, just returned. The, uh, he was in line. Did and you I went, have your receipt? What are John? you doing? He's like, oh, I got my receipt and stuff. I'm just going to return. You it. had your receipt, John. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I have a 10 year old TV from Costco. If I can return that, that'd be I, awesome. I think it takes, checks your record, though. If you're a chronic returner, yeah. oh really? Then they might not let you slide. Yeah. But if this is the first time, it's a legitimate thing. Oh. That Nowadays, they've been getting yeah. they've been getting more. That, ma- that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, returning twelve things of toilet paper just seems a bit much. But you know, here's my point with the toilet paper thing, and we can stop after this. But you, you buy what you need. I've always learned in life that you just 
take even when you're fishing you don't over exactly. fish you don't take all the fish you take what you need and you let the rest go yeah the reason why you let the rest go is so other people can exactly have it right same thing like toilet paper let some go <laughs> so other people can have you know what's crazy is like japan doesn't have and now yeah on the mainland they don't have you know yeah. Yeah. it's just it's just crazy and be resourceful if you don't have don't panic there's coffee filters there's <laughs> leaves on a tree there's leaves on a tree <laughs> there's grass in your lawn i see my dog do that on the grass in the lawn. <laughs> to do that there's well, you have a bidet there's so a bidet yeah. okay bidet you still need toilet paper to dab Oh. Because the water, right? But it's fine. Yeah. Yours has a drying feature. Well, if you get the drying feature, but you because you guys have all been to Japan, so you all know the whole That's thing right. with the. Bidet. My drying yeah. feature would take like ten minutes, so I don't have time to sit on the toilet that long. <laughs> drying feature, but you know, it does use use less toilet paper. Right. And I've seen it on sale at Costco, so that might be a good long term investment for people. Mm. You know. Yeah. And we can get off this subject now. Well, I was talking to Brian when we got here. You know, um, so I leave for Las Vegas tomorrow. By the time you hear this, I will have been back from Las Vegas. Oh, and wow. So I'm kind of excited about that for mm-hmm. a real estate thing. But um, end of the month, was supposed to go to Japan for a music tour and canceled. And Okena uh, just canceled their concert. They were having up there. Hey, well, Josh. They, they didn't, Josh, too. They didn't cancel. It got canceled. So Josh, yeah. Tatofi, Okena, Kaylee Reichel's concert is canceled. So wow. this is going to have some kind of effect on, on the local music scene just because... I mean, a lot, a lot of entertainers, you know, they, they bank on that literally yeah. as part of their livelihood. And, you know, I was just talking to Halehaku Seabury and saying, you know, um, you got to start diversifying. Yeah. What, yeah. If, what if you don't go on those eight trips a year anymore and you maybe go to two? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's some big chunk change, man. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. for the entertainers. So, uh yeah, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna apply at Costco. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Hawaii in general is kind of spooky because we rely like, heavily on tourists, right? Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine if once that thing hits Waikiki or one person Waikiki, the panic that's gonna might might happen? Uh-huh. Right, it's right, right. kind of scary to think about. Well, I'm, I'm kind of. I don't want to say glad, but they, you know they're canceling some of the bigger events. Um, uh, Honolulu, Festival, the Honolulu Festival. The Honolulu Festival. Yeah. Um, you know, I just saw on TV that they're thinking about. Uh, Mary Monarch, yeah, oh, because there's a huge influx of Japanese, oh, in yeah, 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 yeah. and we'll all be stuck in one area. Yeah. Um, I mean, that? I mean, I'm not blaming the Japanese, but you know, th- but they cannot. Uh, didn't they say they they're not supposed to travel or something? They're asking people not to. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, they're being think. very proactive. I mean, they yeah, shut down. Yeah. <laughs> one of my friends said, "Yeah, okay, they shut down the school, so they don't." Um, he's going to take his kids to like Disneyland. Yeah. They shut down Disneyland <laughs> for two weeks. Yeah, wow. in Japan. yeah that's right. But yeah. school, like crazy, it's going to be shut down until April. So you have a whole month that they're not going to school. Well, as now. parents, we feel, as kids, man, I'd be so jumping up in the snow. Anytime they cancel one yeah. day, it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 rain, rain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. You know? wow, I was in school when the UPW strike was going off. Remember oh, that in the 80s? Yeah. And I was in elementary school. I was so happy. Elementary. <laughs> it was rubbish everywhere, though. But I was so happy that we didn't you know, need to go to school. <laughs> yeah. We had a teacher strike when I was in college. And I remember... Um, Hahayoni Elementary School is across where my parents live and I set up my speakers I faced them out that way I was playing music for them while they're picketing oh, that's cool because <laughs> I figured they're just standing out there you know yeah <laughs> are you such a nice guy <laughs> 
But uh, oh, you're still sensitive, yeah. That's another. Yeah. That's, another <laughs> that's another story. But hey, Brian. So, yes. so talk a little bit about because you did have a day job for a long time. Yeah. And yep. played music on the side. Uh-huh. And you've played with so so the, for those of you who don't know Brian, he's a ukulele master. And um, uh, played, a, <laughs> I like the air quotes master. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and. It, and plays with kind of everybody, all in the Hawaiian music scene. So Raiatea, you play with Ho'okana, you play with wh- whoever needs an ukulele player, they call Brian. Kind of, what? Kind of, kind yeah. Of they could, uh, Jake was always busy, that's why. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I just, I, I, I thrive in that environment, you know, creating uh, music on the spot in real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I worked at the post office. I retired after 30 years. Mm-hmm. And then um, during that time, you know, I played with Kui Pukumukahi, uh, oh, Jerry Moana. Santos, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Walden Kikaoha. Um, so I was kind of like the busiest part-time ukulele player out there. Yep. You know, people who saw me playing music thought that I was a full-time musician. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and I, and I, I kept the music playing at the post office on the DL just because, you know, keep it separate. But after I retired, it was like, okay, now I can take all these opportunities that I had to turn down before, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of weeks after I retired, this was like five years ago, a good friend of mine, Pomeka Elayman, uh-huh. mm-hmm. she says, hey, Brian, I got this perfect job for you. It's like, job? I just retired. <laughs> she says, no, it, it, it's um, only for the summer, five weeks, and it's teaching um, Hawaiian Ensemble at Kamehameha Schools. So mm-hmm. I was like, so she says, put, put in your resume and... You know, we'll go from there. I said, okay. I hang up. I turn to my wife. Han, I need a resume. Because I've been working for like 35, sure. 40 years, yeah. right? You won the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's like on one of those index cards. You know? <laughs> but anyway, so I, I did that. Uh, I turned it in and they hired me. So for the past four years, I've been teaching every summer at um, Kamehameha Schools, the Hawaiian Ensemble. I don't have an education degree. I don't have, have a teaching certificate. Um, but they just hired me on body of work. So, you know, the teacher well, part, I have to learn on the fly. <laughs> well, you are Obi-Wan Kenobi. So there you, you go. There. No, I mean, so, you know, I found that I really had a passion for, for the teaching part of it. Because I would do workshops. I would teach private lessons. But so for the past four years, I've been teaching that. After the first year, Kamehameha School calls me after the first uh, five weeks. Hey, Brian, you want to substitute? I was like, sub? I cannot add. I cannot <laughs> No, no, just in the music department. So um, I was subbing part-time at Kamehameha Schools. Um, from that, I was subbing part-time at Punahou. Wow. <laughs> How's that? Looks good, you know, on the resume. I know. Almost you know? your resume is like a page long. You know? Know? That's great. And then, you know, I, I travel teaching workshops, um, going to... Uh, New Zealand. So by the time you hear this, I'll probably be back, just like John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It'll be time slip. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I, I go uh, myself and Halehaku teaching some ukulele workshops and then performing at the Pacifica Festival. Mm. Um, a huge Pacific event, I guess, with a lot of different villages, Hawaiian villages, Samoan villages, and so it's 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 really cool. Um, but how did you handle because? We, we've only talked about this briefly, like in passing, but didn't you work like from five in the morning? No, and man. And then you got to play. Two in the morning. 
in the morning? Yeah. Two in the morning you to ten thirty. And you got yeah. So I, I used to work at the downtown post office where we had to sort all the mail for you know all the businesses yeah downtown. Okay. All the state federal agencies. So um, when I was playing with uh, music with Weldon at the Kanikapila Grill. Um, Oh, we'd man. get off at 9 so I'd be home by like 10 10 15 10 30 I catch a short nap and then I go sh- uh, straight, to, straight work. to work um, after work I go home catch another nap before the family came home and you know the dinner the family time and then I catch another nap and then so it's it, such it, a bizarre like sleep. no that's so weird yeah, it, physiologically it was just it was wearing yeah. mentally and, and physically you know but I, I love I love playing music so. Okay, wait. So I, I gotta back up because people know of you. Yeah. They've heard you play it stuff. They've seen you play it stuff. But a lot of people probably don't know like your background history of when you started playing ukulele. How you good? Got into yes. Music, yeah. Because I, even I don't. Because John, he just launches into stuff and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And for me, I, I think uh, I'd like people to to know sort of your history of with the ukulele and stuff like. Nah, that. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about it. There's no, there's I'm laws quite. that have been broken. No, I mean you know like grow up, growing up in Hawaii. Uh, you know, my parents, they, they played some, so we had ukulele in the house, right? Um, and then I just started playing with friends that were better than me. So it's all self-taught? There's no... Pretty much self-taught. I learned, I learned the music, some of the music stuff after the fact. Because, mm. uh, like, for us, growing up, it was, you know, you hear it, you see it, and you copy it, yeah. pretty much. You and know? you grew up with what area? Uh, I grew up in uh, Aya, Pro City, okay. Pro City area. But you are a what school grad? What you mean? St. Louis? Yes. Yeah. St. Louis. <laughs> St. Louis. Pohaku boys. When it, when it was St. Louis High School. Uh-huh. Is when uh-huh. I graduated. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, from then and then, you know. Uh, and then you went straight into the post office? Uh, post about five years after I graduated, maybe. Wait. I was 25, I think, when I started at the post office. And what made you decide to do that instead of pursuing music? Um, you know, growing up in Hawaii, hey, you gotta find a job. You gotta yeah. find a good job. You're right. not going to school. Right. You know, I was I was going to Leeward, and then all of a sudden, uh, one of my friends, uh, Horace Dudois, oh, said, yeah. "Hey, you know, there's a post office test. Go take the test." I said, "Okay." So I got hired one year before oh, him. What do you mean a post office? Oh, test? really? Before there was a test that you had to. There take. still is, right? Uh, from what I heard, there isn't now. You can oh. just apply. Oh. So they take any Tom, Dick, and Harry off the street. <laughs> well, wait, what is this test? Yeah, what like, do the tests consist of? Can oh, you add? Can you No, a lot of it is mail, a like lot alphabet? of it is like memory. Mm. Really? Yeah. You know, and then you, you go down the list and see which is the same, which isn't the same. And, you know, so it's it's all that, that kind of time. real-time thinking. Yeah. yeah, and it's time. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. know this because at one time, I was thinking of trying to apply to the post office. Really? Yeah. It was well, before I got into real estate and I had... No job. Don't do it. And I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do with myself? And then someone told me, oh, go apply at the pool. I'm like, okay. So I was kind of prepping for the test. And This was you know, after being prepping for a teacher. Please. Yeah. So I had my teaching degree. Yeah. yeah. But then I didn't want to teach. Yeah, so I remember that. Yeah. So then, then it was kind of like, okay, what am I going to do? do? Yeah. And then I was applying to a bunch of places and um, everyone would be like, oh, what's your work experience? I'm like, well, I played in a band. <laughs> <laughs> And as you can imagine, that didn't go over so well, so I couldn't get a job. And yeah. it's kind of funny because I applied to all these banks that I now work with, you know, in the real oh, estate yeah. uh-huh. world. Yeah. But I applied to be a teller there, and it was not hired. 
you know, uh-huh. and I'm working with which, which banks? Which I banks? I know. Which banks? I think I think it was American Savings Bank that had an open like an open call for you know employees Hire, and stuff yeah. like that, hires, and then I think First Hawaiian Bank was another. Can't one. Can't see being a teller, man. I, I don't. I, I can't see. You doing uh, well, that. at that time, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do with myself, so. It was, she said, wait, I've got this teaching degree. I don't want to do yeah. that. So I'm going to do something else. Yeah. But Brian, you stuck with uh, the post office for 30 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Was it... So for you, you've seen it change. That that. Oh, yeah. Right? That that's why I got out. From, <laughs> oh, is that right? I mean, that yeah, part of it is... I mean, you made your you years. Know, you know, big, big business and micromanaging and uh, all of that. But, you know, it paid for my house. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, the retirement's good too. Tu- yeah. Tuition, um, you know, all of that. So, yeah. you know, you got to bite the bullet, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, on certain things. So now, uh, when I retired, people thought, oh, you're going to relax. I said, no, I'm, I'm doing stuff I want to do now. Mm. So, uh-huh. uh, that, that's closed that chapter. Yeah. And now, you know, I'm teaching and I'm traveling. I'm, I'm doing all of this other stuff that I in, enjoy doing. And it's not just playing music. Yeah. You know, I, I teach uh, after school at Hanahaoli teaching ukulele by the recommendation of John's good friend mm. that up and coming guy Jake something mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some, yeah. 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 and then I teach, I, I teach at the plaza uh, assisted living in Waikiki oh wow oh, so okay. I love doing that I love doing that because um, you know for them it's more social yeah mm. some of them like dress up and they come to class oh no kidding cool. really yeah and then you know I remember the first time I went there so, you know I'm not going to remember this, you know, next week. Wow. Mm. You know, so it's like, oh, okay. So then, you know, I'm, I'm always learning on the fly. So a lot of times I just, <laughs> I'll go there and say, anybody need shoyu? Who needs salt? Who needs? <laughs> and they, you know, just to keep them engaged and keep yeah. their, their mind, their minds going. It's not oh. like, no, you have to learn this. Right. Or you, we have, you can get tested for this. No, we just go, we sing, we talk story, we connect, I ask them where they're from. And, you know, they, they share stories about, yeah, you know, I grew up in uh, Kohala and this and wow. that. And, you know. Fascinating the stories you get out of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I love it. It's, it brings me joy, mm. you know. And then <laughs> the last class, like, it's what? Get any hookups over here? You know, all a single. They said, no, 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 no. <laughs> And then they're like, no, you know that so-and-so is... Oh. So they, they start gossiping. Yeah. Eh? Oh, and I love it. <laughs> and say, hey, how, you know, so how do I get into this place just in case I need to get here? <laughs> yeah. What are the qualifications? And, you know, certain floors is like the memory floor. Yeah, right. So, yeah. And certain floors is uh, not even assisted living. They just, they live there. This is the yeah. There's no stove or anything. There's, there's uh, microwaves mm. and... Um, so it's kind of cool, you know, mm, just prepping for the future. Yeah. So, my, oh, go ahead. my dad stayed there in the plaza in Pearl City for a little while after he got into a car accident. Oh, for a respite a little while. Oh. And then I went to visit, you know, and hung around downstairs and drink coffee with the old people and stuff <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like kind of like a dorm party for older people, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but like, you know what? That, they, that, that's, that's such a good social gathering for them, you know? And that's what they need, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, yeah. I see it because a lot of, as we get older, it's just us, you know, uh, and some, some of us don't have families mm-hmm. or anybody to take care of. So that's like, like you said, it's a, it's a whole new social gathering yeah. and, and it keeps them, keeps them going, mm. keeps them going, you know. Well, you know? speaking of family, yes. so married, how many kids do you have? I have two boys. Um, don't oh, ask me the ages. I yes. just met your son. Which one? Um, 
I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> oh. But he works at a restaurant. I have uh, two sons that I know of. Okay, okay. <laughs> nah, shit, my wife is probably listening. No, no, I know, I know which one that. He works at uh, CPK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Brian's son. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know he had kids. Yeah, I have two sons, um, like 30-ish and 20-ish, 20-ish older. <laughs> and I have do, two grandkids. Do either of them play ukulele too? They, they actually play, but not like um, performance professional kind. Okay. You know, growing up, uh, you know, I'm dad, right? Yeah. So I took them to the Roy Sukuma Festival one year. Okay. They tell me, Dad, we want to do that. So I was like, okay. You know, as parents, there comes a point where you got to realize that let other people inspire your kids. Mm. You know, sometimes it can't be just you, right? Mm. So right. I called Roy. I said, hey, Roy, you know, my, my kids want to take ukulele lessons. And they're like, he's like, why don't you teach them? <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. Um, you know, the, the festival inspired them. And it's kind of like um, sports. It's like you learn from all your different coaches, mm-hmm. you know, to make yourself better. So they took for a couple years. They played, you know, their goal was to go play in the ukulele band, yeah, mm-hmm. the six or seven hundred so, and then um, that was it. So they, they play. They, they, huh. My old, my youngest son plays some guitar. I hear him, I hear him singing and playing, but not professionally, kind. Yeah. You know. Okay. And your wife has nothing to do with music. She. Um. She's a hula dancer. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, she's she. Just because I was curious if she understands this life, because you went from the guy who gets up at one o'clock in the morning know, goes yeah, to work, good. right, for like thirty years, and now you're like, okay, babe, I gotta go to Japan. Okay, mm-hmm. I gotta go, you know, to all these different yeah. places. Yeah, I gotta yeah, play yeah. music with all these people. So you're spending these evenings out super late, whereas you know before it was like you were home by I don't know five o'clock, six o'clock. Yeah. Um. Well, it's it's. You know, because she's a hula dancer, she travels also, yeah, to mm. Japan. So it's like, okay, now I become halal husband, and you know, you do what you need to do. Mm. And oh, I'll, so you I'll support. Off, I can support you however I need, but you supported me all these, yeah. mm-hmm. all these years. So you know, and it, it has to be like that. Is it easy? <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, especially working at two o'clock to ten thirty in the morning shift. Yeah. yeah. So there were times where you know I, I'd have to miss like family events. Or even school events because, you know, either I had to go to sleep yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe I was at a gig or something. Yeah. So that, 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 that wasn't easy, mm. you know. So now it, it's much easier to manage without the 2 a.m. start time for anything. Mm. Yeah. Phys- <laughs> physiologically. Devin, you, just, what time do you start? Five? I said like five. Well, so to you me, sleep. that's... I don't know, normal time eh? my wish normal time for me is like 11 o'clock sometimes it's 12 o'clock so yeah. you average like 5 hours a night 4, four hours three, a night and you, you catch a nap during the day I try to catch a nap during oh, the day yeah. but some of it too is uh, I have to rely on my wife as my my uh, the kind my alarm is going off and I'm getting kicked <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting kicked I'm getting punched like hey Get your ass up and go. Like yeah. get out of my bed because the alarm is going off. And a lot of times I, w- I would I would sleep in the living room just so that I wouldn't wake her up. Yeah, not because yeah. I was in a doghouse, but it was just easier. Right, yeah, just yeah, easier. yeah. And I set my like twelve alarms yeah to yeah, get up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I mean that that sort of life I understand, uh, but mm-hmm. also too you know in doing shows and stuff like that, right? Uh, for me at least, it's that time away from the family and you're trying to balance everything out your wife yeah. gotta do all this stuff and then you're trying to figure out how to fit your life in with 
the way our kids' life is yeah, going yeah, and the yeah, way yeah, your yeah. life is going. So yeah. I was just curious how you balance all of that stuff. Um, it wasn't. It, there was imbalance. You know, my my wife took a lot of that mm. pressure or responsibility yeah. to do so. You know, that's just. It's good though, because the boys turn out okay then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your I son mean, seemed like a well-adjusted <laughs> young man. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, um, we have some uh, online questions. Oh, what? So, you know, every, every time we have a guest, <laughs> we send out a, like, hey, do you Yeah, wanna? I saw that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so some of these people we do know, but, and some of these are kind of silly, but um, I wanted to ask the questions of you, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. So the first question comes from at Neil Chin 808, which we hey, both Neil. know Neil. He says, uh, do you take Lemon Kit Kat as payment for lessons? <laughs> you know what? Lemon Kit Kats, those are my favorite, you know. I hunt for those when I go to Japan. Huh. But it's, it's seasonal, right? Fine? Yeah, it's seasonal. Oh. So if so, they don't have, they just don't have. It's they don't like, have. But if I find, I buy up whatever they You know, if there's like 12 packages, I buy them all. I should have brought some. Do you like regular Kit Kats? Nah, they're all right. <laughs> but the lemon, there's something about lemon. Oh, the lemon, brother. Well, lemon. When is, wait, when is the season for this? I don't know. Lemon season? <laughs> oh, <seriously? laughs> like, lemon season. Wait, is there a lemon season? I didn't realize So, so Japan season. is nuts with Kit Kats. Yes. Oh, they, oh, yeah. They yeah. have like over Every, like 20 flavors. Yeah, 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 any kind of flavor. But it's also, you know? it comes out at certain times of the year. So yeah. if you like the grape Kit Kat or yeah. the cola Kit Kat, I mean, it's not like you can get Sa- it. Yeah, sake Kit Kat. Well, yeah, Kit Kat. Sake Kit Kat. You stood in that line in Japan once. Really? really? Yeah. And then you go and then they give you this limited edition one. Which put in that line? There's a Kit Kat line. There's limited edition. Yeah. What do you mean Kit Kat line? We're in this mall and then they go, look, Kit Kat. I'm like, <laughs> what? We're standing in that line. So that we stood in that line and they gave us all this limited edition Kit Kats. And I was eating them. I was like, this you know, is pretty you good. You never have to buy yeah. them? They just give it to you? You got to buy them. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> no, but you know, standing in line. They're so patient. Yeah. 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 They just still stand in line for hours or at a time. It's like... So nah, <laughs> I'm out of here. Out of all the Kit Kats in Japan, how did the lemon one reach you? How did it touch you it, to the point where you, you, it, it, you it, just love it so much? Like on lemon bar Kit Kat, it just it's citrusy, but yet it's still chocolate. Okay. Hard to explain, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's, it just so it's hits my heart. Cover. It's white <laughs> chocolate cover. It just hits my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it touches your soul. Yeah. Was it deep into my mouth? Is it like white chocolate mixed with lemon? And yeah. You put that so the lemon is on the inside. It's a yellow color also. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, but uh, you, you think it real lemon inside? I, I kind of read kanji, so I don't know. <laughs> I've asked my wife. Yeah, I wonder if so, so, it's like additives or is, is it I don't actually me? So your basic care. answer is though. Like, just so, get in my belly. You know what? Next time I see John, I will give him some. Oh, okay. you guys can have. But the formal answer then is yes. Yeah, you sure. Would, you would definitely do ukulele. See, because Neil had those Kit Kats. Oh, but he did. That's why he knows. Oh, that's why. You know, those are. I, I have a dealer. In uh, <laughs> she's, she's a flight attendant. Oh. So she says, Brian, got so to pick up, and then there are some days where like I meet her at the airport when she comes <laughs> off the flight. You know, the international side. And then I, I pick up my stash. Nice. Oh, yeah. wow. Nice. With my dark glasses. Wow. <laughs> so I, for everybody hoarding toilet paper at Costco, yeah. return it. And if you want to learn ukulele, just lemon. hoard lemon See, Kit Kats. now I understand yeah. that whole toilet paper thing. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> okay, at Chaz Music asks, acrylic or natural nails? Chad who? Chaz, Chaz Music. I don't know. Oh, that's jazz. Okay. Um, 
Charlie. Okay. He's a band director at Farrington. Oh, okay, oh. okay. Yeah. Now, I think, you know, sometimes it's not a choice. I mean, some people just don't have the kind of natural nails that they can use. So they use the acrylics. But yes. you have acrylics and you yes. are very uh, passionate about posting about your acrylics online. <laughs> people keep, keep requesting, you know, because I, I color them. That's why. That's right. You know, um, it started uh, about 20 years ago, I think. While I was working at the post office, handling all of my nails would break. So I'd swear, man, they, they, they know that my nail would break, right? So my wife was like, you know what? Why don't you go to those, one of those nail salons? Because they, I said, forget it. You know, I, I play football for St. Louis. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna so I've been going for 20 years now, okay. right? So maybe about 15 or so years ago, um, in support of breast cancer awareness, this was October, I just said, you know what? Make it pink. That I can show my support. Uh. November was like, oh, what other colors can I do? <laughs> so I usually, so so, so you, this you guys cannot see this. You only get two fingers. Yeah, because this is the ones it. I used to. Pick. Yeah. And so uh, you get a cheaper rate for just two fingers <laughs> at the nail salon. Yeah, I don't even oh, know what a full rate. Right? And but my yeah. wife said I cannot do all. Right. I'll leave you. Do if you two. do all of them, I'll leave you. <laughs> but she hasn't seen my toes. <laughs> Man, you guys looking at me. Your wife can pick up the extra though. But she always nice says, nails. she always says, man, your nails are nicer than mine. It is. So this it's is nice. green. But I thought over time the Emerald. acrylics, they kind of kill your natural nail. No? Um, they, they soften it. But yeah. I always have them on, so it's not like the, my nail is going to disappear. Right. The, okay. the thing I worry about is the, the fungus that can get. Yeah, right. I've never had that. Yeah. Because, they, you know, they, they, they prepare, they clean yeah. it. They right, 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 but right, right. It's the fungus. Um, that can grow on acrylics. Do you go under. to a specific place? Under, okay. Yeah, if it grows under. And if it grows under, then you gotta have it taken off and then you gotta let it sit. Cause oh, it's gotta, you gotta get dry and you, they put all this. Yeah. Oh, you had that problem before too? No, but I had somebody who had it. I, had a, I forget, I'm not gonna, yeah. I, I, oh, it was yeah. a girlfriend or somebody, but they, oh. had the, they had the fungus and it was brutal. Recently? Oh, oh no, no, just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've been married 15 years, bro. It's been a long time. <laughs> um, what was the question, sorry? No, no, I was just kind of curious because. Yeah, oh, no, I, professional nail. Yes, professional. Professional. Oh, that's a good name oh. for a nail. Professional. It's oh, a good name for. <laughs> so when they see you coming, they know already. Okay, Hi, boyfriend. For, yeah. <laughs> Hi, boyfriend. You switch it out with every couple weeks. Yeah. See, you're supposed to fill them, yeah, backfill. Them. Right. Yeah. But I don't. I just let it grow out, and it just looks ugly, and then I rip it off, and then I go back. So, your reason <laughs> for it is obviously to to play ukulele, but does it change the tone? Yes, oh. it does. Um, uh, the reason why I. I I do it is because I'm usually playing in a group, so I need a little bit more bite and more attack to cut through the bass, mm. the guitar, ah. the vocals. So it adds a little bit more uh, articulation. But if I'm playing solo stuff, I would rather not have the nails. Hmm. I would rather have the flesh because it sounds mm -hmm. warmer. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, there, so there, there is a method to the madness. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, no, the, the acrylics, if you're a player and you, you just play with your regular fingers and then one day you, you have the nail, you're like, oh my God, we're, we're, it, yeah. it really makes a big difference mm. in the tone and then the, the volume you can play too, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So, so. so there, I know there's some guitar players, well, getting back to the acrylics, uh, Dennis Kamakahi used to use, but he used to paint all of his black. black. Yeah. 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 Dennis, yeah. The first person I saw using it was um, Troy Fernandez. Yeah. But he used to do his own. Oh, okay. Well, and nobody was ever going to tease Troy. 
right no. snails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and that's why he got that bite, that that articulation mm. that he got. Oh, okay. You know, but he used he uses uh he would acrylic his thumb. Mm. And that's how we would get all of that stuff. But I use a thumb pick because it's easier for me. John, you mm-hmm. use a pick, right, when you play? I use a pick. Yeah. Only because uh, there are times I play bass too, and uh-huh. so I can't have the nails on my. Because for a bass, you want um, flesh, you know, uh-huh. to be hitting the string. So I can't put like a permanent thing on. But then, so I have these uh, what's called Alaskan finger picks that I use when I play the guitar. Mm. So that's my my workaround. Yeah. yeah. With that little plastic thing? With yeah. The, yeah. Oh, okay. the only problem with the, uh, the Alaskan finger picks is you can only kind of strum with it. You can't pick with it because there's an opening and it'll get stuck in the string. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's not real pa'a, I mean, on yeah, yeah, your yeah. fingers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this one is pretty much there. That ain't going anywhere. Yeah. 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 You know what I always wanted to know about um, long nails is why do people have that one pinky long nail? Oh, no, you got to be Chinese gotta be Chinese no but okay, besides <laughs> for cocaine or whatever well, well that's what, is, what I was gonna say I think the, that, that was the rumor right is yeah but, have it. I used to pick my teeth you teeth. have one long nail oh my god that's <laughs> gross bro you pick your teeth with your nail yeah, take gotta, your, bro because otherwise I gotta, I gotta walk right around there. with floss and I have a I have a specific tooth that always gets food in it so now you not that specific nail has food in it no because <laughs> I didn't have any just smell that nail. <laughs> Here, here's a hand sanitizer. Oh, anyway, let me smell your nail. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. My God. Oh my God. <laughs> weird reason to grow a pink. Hey, at least I'm not telling you I pick my nose with it. Do you? That that's what I thought. Can use yeah, it for? Yeah, or something. Yeah, I, but I used to wonder what it not was. really. For. I use it. I used to pick my teeth because I don't have a toothpick with me, and it's hard to. And what does Heather think about that? I don't know. She's maybe. still married to me, so we're good. You know what? Oh, you know what's funny is uh, I was when I talked to my wife Stace. I remember I remember distinctly when we first kind of met. We were just kind of courting each other and stuff. And I I had long nails at that time because I was only playing guitar. And I asked, her, "I'm like, do the long nails bother you at all?" And she said, "No, no, of course not." You know? Oh, how nice of and her. And then and then I yeah. asked her about it now, and she's like, "Oh yeah, th- those would have been gone." <laughs> <laughs> I was completely lying. She was completely really? lying. Yes. Yeah. But oh, see, that's man. how much that's how much she wanted to be with yeah, you. Yeah, she wanted to be with you over the no, nails. She, she hadn't trapped me yet. Now that I, yeah. Luckily, it worked out because I started playing bass. I had to cut my nails, but uh-huh. she would have come up with something. She said to get rid of my my long wow. nails. So there been if one and when I do play bass, I use my thumb. Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah. You can do that too. Yeah, you because can do that yeah, too. the tone yes. sucks with these nails mm. on my yes. bass. Yeah, so I'll yeah. just play. I mean, real simple yeah. stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, at Roddy Davis writes, "What is it about Benny Chong's playing that makes you swear the most?" <laughs> so for those people who don't know Benny Chong, Benny Chong is a is an older dude who's just Thank like you. ridiculous. I mean, he no one no one in this world plays like Benny Chong. You should go. Google him he's not he's not your your um, mainstream ukulele player so I don't think too many people know who he is I've and never I, heard of him no. and I think like even if you heard Benny Chong's stuff most people wouldn't understand how complicated it is <laughs> you're right it would just be like what is he? it's a real jazz kind of so he's stuff. not a local guy oh, he's he a local guy yeah Benny Chong guy. used to be Don Ho's musical director oh so oh. Benny played guitar for Don Ho how old is Benny right now uh it's gotta be in his 70s. 76, 7 ish, maybe. Hmm. 8. 
Yeah, but he's he plays phenomenal jazz, and you know we always have this saying that whenever we watch him, there's involuntary swearing, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's just his 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 chord structures and uh, you have to see it to believe it. Mm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, go on YouTube and go. I'll, I'll play. I'll play some Benny Chong on our way out of this podcast. Oh, cool! Just cool, to give cool. some taste, but but yeah. I, it's just you know he, uh, we just did the ukulele festival, not festival, ukulele picnic. Yes. Uh, a month ago, and it was Benny and Byron Yasui did a set together, and they're just going, you know, playing, and just like oh, new key, new key, <laughs> new. They're just changing keys, you know, just wow. like nothing, like you changing, yeah. you know, like uh, your shirt, but. And his, his strumming and his chord structure is sometimes faster than most people pick. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just amazing. And you just have to appreciate some... some nothing against all the young guns as far as the ukulele players. And, yeah. You know, but Benny, to me, is one that inspires me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't play jazz as much, but it's just his chord structure, his... He's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Hey, getting to that, yeah. inspiring. Devin, why don't you ask your question to ah, ask all of our yes. guests? Uh, well, almost all of them. I forgot to ask um, microplastics, too. Oh, yeah, we yeah, asked yeah, the microplastics. About that. We were yeah. talking about microplastics. So. Oh, yeah, anyway, um, like yeah, oh, no, <laughs> we've asked uh, most of the musical guests. Um, your Desert Island Discs, your, your three like either most influential albums or... Um, if you were stuck on a yeah. desert island... And you could only have three albums with you. It cannot for, be greatest hits albums. Got to be. But I would. Album. I would have something to play it though, right? The yes. Disc. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. You can no, look, 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 yeah, look at the album. I remember it's how it sounded. Dude, it's so This one sounds so good. Well, you have that. I mean, you have that acrylic fingernail, so you should be fine. I'm gonna try. Oh. Um, well, no, no um, live performances either, because it's kind of like best of. We just figured that out. Okay. Yeah. Um. What inspired me, or what I would just what, go what, to? Yeah, yeah what, what inspired to. you? What What you'd like? If you had to go someplace and take three albums with you, what would those three albums be? Would they have like posters on them inside the? <laughs> yeah, we have the inserts. Yeah, you want? <laughs> can have lyrics inside. <laughs> <laughs> you can get no, the colored okay. vinyl. <laughs> um, Sons of Away, the mm. red album. That yeah. that would be one. Um, hop, skip, and wobble. Uh, it's a bluegrass. It's a bluegrass instrumental uh, really? CD. Yeah, uh, Edgar Meyer and Jerry Douglas on steel, and uh, forget the guitar. But they're all like studio musicians. Okay. And they okay. said like, "Yeah, hey, we'll record something." <laughs> and it's just what year was this? Must be in eighties, nineties. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Pretty okay. recent. So somebody turned you on to it, or you're just. Yeah, uh, okay. who was it? Greg Sardina. Mm. Okay. You know, and what would be the third? Um, I don't know, maybe something by Kalapana. I don't okay. know which one. Just any Kalapana. Yeah, any <laughs> Kalapana. I mean, you ask me tomorrow, we'll probably give you three different <laughs> CDs. Well, the one other thing, Brian, that, that I think uh, is very interesting about you is you, you really have a good knowledge of Hawaiian music history? Um, some. Not like Rain Man, Halehaku Seabury, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays, uh, we have you know, new groups like Keoho coming out. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how do you see the Hawaiian music scene 
in general. It, it's changed even since I started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I think there was a time when um, there was it was very Hawaiian, and then it kind of melded into this uh, Jawaiian kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like it's separating back out, and there's mm-hmm. a kind of like a reggae contingent and a Hawaiian contingent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they mix together, but um, you know, I think the apex of that was kind of of, of the blending was like Kyle Crater Boys which was like you would do some Hawaiian but then you also have your contemporary mm-hmm. but now people mm-hmm. are kind of separating themselves kind back of either out. or yeah seems like mm. well yeah. I mean except for groups like uh, Ekolu and, and those types of groups well, Ekolu, but Ekolu is mostly reggae I mean they, do, yeah. they don't if, did I, I mention I, he's coming out with a Hawaiian album <laughs> oh sorry I was gonna say <laughs> what they'll do now is they'll do the, they'll do a Hawaiian album and then they'll do that I guess because it's easier well, to record that's what, that's what kind of Josh did yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah. a reggae artist yeah. Mm. Bass player with he played. I think he played with Ecolo and stuff. That's like right. That. That's right. And then, well, you know, once he did the Hawaiian stuff, then, right, right, right. You know, right. it's 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 more marketable, mm-hmm. you know. And then if you can connect it with Hula, that's a then huge. Then to Japan. And, that's a yeah, huge right. plus. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, so there is some of that, the marketing part of it, where before I think more people would just record because this is the stuff I like to play. Yeah, right, there, right, there right. still is that, but. With the resurgence of the Hawaiian language and stuff, there's so much more song singer songwriters producing albums and new music in Hawaiian, in, right? In Hawaiian, mm-hmm. and so that there is more of a market for that. Mm. Yeah. So and the Olelo has gotten so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the songwriting and um, like like you said, groups like Keoho, um Zach teaches at Kamehameha. Right. Right. You know, and uh, just brilliant that those those guys are just good guys, and um, they're doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, what about I, for you though? I mean, when did you learn <clears throat> Hawaiian language and you? Uh, just growing up, you know, I, I took in high school, um, and a lot of my friends speak, so I, I I still, I'm not fluent by any means, but I can pick up on, I can get the gist of. If they're mad, you know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they say. Or even like <laughs> even like Japanese, you know, yeah. uh, if I hear it, I can kind of understand it. Uh, well, you're better than me, man. <laughs> I, I, I can't understand anything. Brian's going to be like, John, we got to run. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, John. <laughs> <laughs> you stay, John. I, I'm going to leave right yeah. now. No, I mean, you know, because I, you go often enough that you pick up on stuff and mm. you just learn, you know, like like Herb. Right, right, right. right. You know, he goes often and his, his wife speaks and he speaks. He's, he speaks pretty good Her, actually yeah i he, don't really hear him speak actually, he holds back the he, he don't, well, he don't speak speak english, english or yeah. <laughs> <Japanese>. <laughs> a lot of it is uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I know he's sitting there and he knows what's going on but he don't say nothing yeah that, but that's <laughs> kind of herb right yeah. like, <laughs> speaks very infrequently but you know tries to make his words count i guess you know i can say left right was <laughs> the bathroom that kind of stuff How yeah much yeah, yeah. Cost and, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff i can i can pick up on yeah, you know, time and months, and, <laughs> but that's all just self-talk kind of stuff. Have you been traveling quite a bit? Um, been a lot of West Coast, yeah. Yes, uh, doing workshops and uh, went to the East Coast for the first time. Was it last year? Yeah, well, it was last year. So it was like beginning America. You know, the stuff you, you read in books. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I went to uh, Maine. I went to New Hampshire, Boston, mm. you know, that, wow. whole, that whole upper uh, northeast. So was it summertime or was it like... No, no, it was, it was still cool. Okay, thank you goodness. Know? And I just went during fall, so it was like uh, in the 50s, so that was... Okay. 
Because um, summer is awful. Yeah, oh, hot, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. East dude. Coast. I was in Boston on the 4th of July, and it was just... I mean, oh. you were you're standing there and sweating. And not even a kind sweating where you're going, oh, wow, it's really kind of hot. Like, your clothes just get wet. It was so gross. Yeah, they, they have seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, bananas. that's like uh, Yokohama one time. We were up there oh, in, yeah. in summertime, yeah. and it was oh. just... Yeah. Her her it's was melting man. out there. <laughs> yeah, her her, her <laughs> like was own fan. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was because it was an outdoor performance too. Oh. So he just looked like a tub of ice cream. <laughs> it was just dripping all over. You know, like sitting out in the sun. Yeah. I, I, I was in was Sendai this summer. Oh yeah. It, it was like your eyes burn. Oh, you know when you're gigging it's like yeah. oh man you, you're trying to wipe all the sweat off your forearm because you're slipping on your instrument oh my goodness I had a Manuhi Ali'i shirt that was like stuck to me oh, you know yeah. uh, it was an outdoor event and you just see everybody um, in the audience with their fans yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I yeah. told them can you guys face the fans <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're all they're always like did it help no <laughs> it's just blowing the hot air <laughs> Um, yeah, it's funny because, yeah, Herb does not like the hot. I don't like the cold at all. So it'll be 50s and I'll be freezing and complaining. But uh, <laughs> but when it gets hot, I'm fine. He's, he's you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, shoot, I had a question. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you. So you're involved with Kamaka Ukuleles. Yeah. Uh, is that just friendly over time? Just knew the guys? or? Yeah. I mean, uh, I met Chris uh 1973 ish okay oh wow he's old that's why he's he's old and then um they're both st louis graduates so when i was a senior casey was a sophomore so i would see casey in school but just um more family friends it it started off that way we used to have a group called the side order band um oh that's right that name the sobs Uh, (laughs) del beasley coined that name of course so there was Del, um, Chris Kamaka, myself, and a good friend of ours, Asa Young. Well, there was Asa, Brian, Chris, and Del. So we almost were named Absidy. <laughs> <laughs> but Del said, nah, side order Ben. So, okay. Um, so, yeah, we're family friends. And then I helped them at the, the NAM conventions. Yeah. And I helped them promote, however, um, artist relations or, you know. So as, a, as someone who is deeply involved in the ukulele do you see a change like the ukulele has mostly been a um although it's not a uh indigenous hawaiian instrument it's known as a hawaiian instrument Mm -hmm. and so at least for the last 20 years the export has all been kind of people learn hawaiian music on the ukulele Mm -hmm. but i feel like it's growing in asia and and europe and stuff like that so people are not necessarily learning it as a hawaiian instrument from the get-go they're picking it up just as an ukulele yes and they may know that it has hawaiian roots but they're just going to start off with uh, jason mraz or something like that but are you seeing a lot of that as you go out and you do your workshops and oh yeah or or does it still tie into you know what's you know what's interesting is there's so many great technical ukulele teachers out there you know but i always start my workshops with you know ukulele is part of my culture we grew up with it Mm -hmm. you know whether it be parties or funerals or sitting in a kitchen you know so it's it was kind of born in hawaii you know in 1879 when the portuguese sailors came and they patterned the ukulele after uh uh their machete the portuguese instrument yeah from madeira um, so 
that was Manuel Nunez. This was 1879. He had like six workers. One of the workers was Samuel Kamaka. So oh, in 1916, oh. Samuel Kamaka decided to make his own company. So Kamaka Ukulele has been in business since 1916, which is how many years, John? I went to private school. Three, four. Yeah, five? so. It's 2020. Yeah, so, 2020. So, <laughs> so that's the history and the culture of it. It's our first culture, basically. Wow. You know, everybody else in the world, it's it's their second cultures. They, mm. they, you know, it's, and we have this saying, Ike Kupuna, which is what we've learned comes from our past. Yeah, like from all the Erikomais and the Otasans that comes, comes from them through us to you. So there is connection. You know, I tell right. people, I, I didn't go to the University of Florida, studied four years, and now I'm going to teach you ukulele. You know, so there is connection mm-hmm. for what we do here in Hawaii. And it's connecting all of that technical because all of these workshops, that's what they do. They're teaching you all the latest strums and yeah. techniques on how to read. I said, yeah, but how do you connect this, the analytical part, to this, the heart? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what makes the Hawaiian music totally different. Mm. That's why when you listen to, uh, say, Japanese musicians playing Hawaiian music, they're playing all the right chords, play, but it just doesn't feel mm-hmm. Hawaiian. It's too structured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for us, it's like it's just it's, it's about. Uh, Although they're getting much better. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, um, they they are really you know with YouTube. We never had YouTube and yeah, you know, I had to listen to eight tracks and listen to <laughs> albums and stuff like that. You know, but that for us, our generation, uh, we develop hearing and listening to stuff. For us to emulate, we weren't given a book to read mm-hmm. the chords, mm-hmm. or let me go search it on mm-hmm. Google or YouTube, and then I can learn it that way. Mm-hmm. We had, had to listen to albums, man, and trying to figure out how is this. And back then, not every instrument was tuned for forty. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You listen to those old Peter Moon yes. cassettes and records. It's like, oh, that's a little. <laughs> it's a little under. <laughs> yeah. But you everybody's know? tuned the same. It's just that. Yeah. Because back in the day, they would just get into the studio and be like, hey, give me your... Give me G. G. Yeah, give yeah, me G. And then, <laughs> and then, whatever, and then right? we just... Yeah. Whatever that G was. Right. Yeah. That was the G. Yeah. And then that's how, that's, that's how we learned, that's you know? interesting. You know, when you talk about the history and the Portuguese bringing it here, mm-hmm. and you said it was brought here as another instrument in the beginning? Well, it, it wasn't brought as another instrument. They just... There was a, they were cabinet makers and furniture makers. Okay. So they decided we're going to create one instrument. And they, in Hawaii, did they? In Hawaii, yeah. Oh, okay. So that's where the ukulele was born. Okay. So it didn't, the ukulele didn't come from an existing instrument in... No. Okay. Well, it, but it was patterned after the machete, which is a little smaller. Gotcha. Okay. So when they, they made it, it was like, okay, this is going to be an ukulele. Okay. Separate from this is the machete. Did the machete have that hourglass shape or was that yep. invented here? Yep. Oh, okay. A, is that it a higher gotcha. sound, the machete? Yeah, I think it's tuned higher. I'm not quite sure, but... But four strings. Uh, four strings yeah. made out of wood. Wooden um, tuning pegs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that that's how it started Interesting. here. Hmm. Who yeah. coined that term ukulele then? Yeah. Um, there are two stories. The most popular story is... Um, uh, the Hawaiians, when they saw the Portuguese sailors or whoever was playing it, uku means flee, jumping and lele means jumping. So jumping, jumping they, right. they would, they, their fingers off of the fretboard, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's that's the most popular, like ninety nine percent. And what's the one percent? Because that's the one I want to know. Well, I've heard it, but I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, then uh, I want to pivot to something that you were talking about with music and, and with regards to the Japanese uh, taking sort of taking not ownership, but they they really ingratiated themselves into mm-hmm. the whole Hawaiian mm-hmm. language and Hawaiian music thing. Um, uh, we all have friends you, of course, play in Japan and stuff. One of the most interesting things that I heard um, from my friends who play is they said that when they do these things for the halal, it's really strange because you are expected to play it like the oh, album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There exactly is no like- exactly like the album. And they're like, I don't understand. Why not just like play the album? You know, so you got 30 halal lined up and yeah. they each tell mm-hmm. you, okay, I want to play this song. It's in this case. It's like whole Kana's version. It's, yeah. Even if there's instrumental part in the song, yeah. they want you to play that. You know why? Because they dance That's to the recordings. They practice to the recordings. So a, a lot of times, if, if I know the halal, I'll say, you know what? We're just vamping two times in, two times out, and that's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So more of the halal are getting like that, oh, okay, okay. where they're not putting that responsibility on us. But we just said, no, this is how we're going to play it. If we need to send you a recording of it, then we can do that. We'll sit around and record a version of that song that they want. Right. But not exactly, you know, if you're playing 30 songs, you got to learn 30 uh Variations of those songs, right? From Kelly Rochelle to Josh the Toffee, exactly, exactly. Like how it's on the that, CD. that was the part that threw me off. Was I, I think if I, yeah. I think I was talking to Amy mm-hmm. because she said, you know, she's she's a singer. You know right, what I mean? She right. like sings her songs. So she said it was odd to sort of walk into this room and realize, oh no, I cannot even riff or go yeah. different with this because, because that's what we do. Because they, she said they would dance and they'd look at her like, what's happening? And she's like, no. I, I'm the real thing. Like I, I actually did this, so you know it's okay. I was doing this concert, uh, and we were playing the song, and the the Japanese kumulas respectfully said, "No, no, no, can you play it like Hokuzurumeister?" Oh, okay. Frank Hewitt, I was playing Frank. Oh my. Frank Hewitt was like, "I wrote the song. <laughs> <laughs> you dance it to how we sing it." Right. Uh huh. But they didn't. They had no clue. That Frank wrote oh, the song. Wow. Oh, so they'll wow. just, I like this song, I'll learn it, and that's how it's gonna be. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what can you say? What to you that? gonna think of me? Yeah, what you gonna you know, Frank? Yeah. And, and it's like, I wrote the song. <laughs> this is how we're gonna play it. This is how you're gonna dance it. Well, that's the part that's fascinating is for so many years that the, the entertainers like yourself actually had to try to adhere to that without people bucking it like Frank and going, no, 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 you don't yeah. understand. Because mm-hmm. it's that same thing that you're talking about, that connection uh, heart-wise to the music. It's what causes you to sing yeah. the song. Or it's and, just and a jukebox. Yeah. yeah and, half, and half the fun is the impromptu you know, feeling yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, you're at some party and then someone comes up, oh, can, do you know this song? Yeah, okay, we can try it. And then she's going to dance it and then you just yeah. go, you know? Well, also for the dancer too, it's an interpretation of what's... But see, singing, they, they're but not taught to interpret. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, which makes sense. You can dance Structured. for four minutes and eight seconds. Structured. This is how it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you it know. makes sense because it's, it's new. It's not like, you know, we have hundreds of years of, right, 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 of right, prep, right. you know? They're, they're yeah. just getting into it now. So it's... So, you know. No, but a lot of them, I would say a lot of them are doing it more the traditional way where they can, they're teaching them how to adapt. Nice. They're mm-hmm. teaching them how to listen. You know. Yeah, because yeah. it'd be cool to be at an event. I know one of the one of the things I remember of a, a concert. I think it was the um, 
It was the Brothers Casamero when they still did their May Day concert. And I remember sitting on the lawn at the Waikiki Shell, and they started playing... Um, oh gosh, I can't remember what the, what the name of the song is. But anyway, they started playing it, and instinctively, all these people just stood up, and they're dancing around you, and you go, this only happens in Hawaii. <laughs> like, nobody... You yeah. know what I mean? Nobody else yeah. does this. It was, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. It was beautiful. But you just... But, Everybody was dancing different. It was no, you know yeah, what I mean. They yeah, they're yeah, all doing yeah, the yeah. same song, but this person is making different motion from that person. I went, and you know what? It's okay. Yeah, yeah, and it was fine. It was not even a problem. Japan is a little bit different. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a lot of bit different. Uh, like I know the different halals in Japan. You mm-hmm. cannot associate with. Oh, the right, different right, right, halal. Right, right, right. Really? Right. Yeah, like if they have a fundraiser, <clears throat> you cannot be caught going to their fundraiser. Wow. We know your friends that it's it's very political. Is it ter- it's because it's territorial? Or? It's very political because to me, um, there's a lot of money involved. Mm. So that's why a lot of uh, I see different students yeah. jump ship, they go because of the prestige too, yeah? It's oh. the a lot of the Japanese, this is just what I think. A lot of the Japanese halal, it's like, who you associated with back in Hawaii. Mm. Oh. So that adds prestige. It's like the mafia, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, serious. And, you know, and I've, I've played for many different halals. All, all great halal and, you know, I don't, I don't want to d- discredit anything of that, but I, I've seen it. Hmm. You can cut this out of the podcast because I don't know how controversial this question is going to be, but do you feel like... Um, the the japan japanese people learning um hula in the way that you're saying that they do Uh enhances the culture for hawaii or actually works against that in a certain there are actually to homogenize that are learning the language and learning to do it the right way Mm -hmm. where for a time i i i felt that it was because it was people saw how much money could be made. Oh, because yeah. there are more hula dancers in Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, before um, back in the sixties, you know, there were the, like three or four, uh, or maybe more Japanese kumu hula would come and take from Auntie Mikey, and they go back and teach. Oh, so you know, but then the people were getting smart. You know, why don't I go to Hawaii? and learn and then come back and teach mm. you know and you figure if these halal have like 400 400 students yeah they charge them 100 bucks a month Ooh. that's some that's a month now that's some script yeah. <laughs> but even these teachers are they I mean there's no test it's not like the post office where you need to take a test to right, be right, right, right. Is, does these teachers need to go to some Rigorous training like, or some like kind protocol. of certificate or protocol to um, actually go back to Japan and I teach. I think over the years, that's kind of worked itself out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, most, most people know who are the halal, to me, that, that are doing it the right way. Yeah. Mm. Getting you know, all the right information. And, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, got all the you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. Because, um, for example, if, if you go and you start a halal in Japan and you, you don't have any contact with anybody here and you're just kind of making up stuff, there's no way you're ever going to get invited to Mary Monarch yeah. or any of those kind of companies. Well, some of them, I don't think they care about Mary Monarch. It's not so much that as yeah, it but, is but, making but, the money, but, right? But that's what bad. makes the halal in Japan legit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, our halal goes to Mary Monarch and yeah. we compete at the... But see, what happens is uh, Japanese halal cannot enter 
Yeah. But say if there's a, a hula dancer who's uh, tied to a Hawaii, Hawaii halal. halal, yeah, they can dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like if this is the kumu of this halal, mm-hmm. they yeah. can. And that happens. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you guys see it. Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I watch Mary Monarch and when the Japanese halal come out, you go, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you just go. Because again, yeah. it's that same, that same heart head connection thing. Yeah. That you you can sp- it's weird and I, I don't mean to I, I'm not trying to begrudge no, but anybody you, you can but you you can feel it when they come out and yeah. they they're doing the steps like the and they're doing the movement it's ex- it's, it. it's correct and you go wow you know like uh, I guess not mechanically but it's antiseptic they can do it mm-hmm. but you go huh interesting yeah and then you watch a halal come out that is from here and you go oh okay they're, because yeah, because you can just. Feel it, yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. interesting because some of them too. I mean, the, the ones in Japan, they're being taught by a uh, kumu that's here, yeah. that lives here. Bar- no, Bar- it, right? it's they just have... culture. It's just yeah. you oh. know, a lot of time the Japanese, uh, you know, they'll take an idea mm. and make it better than everybody else. Yeah, yeah, right. And yeah. that that's what that's just their 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 thought process. Mm. But with especially hula. You know, it has to come from the inside out. Yeah. You know, you can be precise and everything, but if nobody's home, you, I notice mm. where if you see anti dancing and oh, oh man, yeah, when yeah. they're feeling it, yeah, yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's then everybody better. feels it. Yeah, because if you're dancing, that's like that's what you want. You want the connection. Yeah, not just I can stand there and look pretty and. That's so why you watch anti Lena Ala dance and you go, okay, that's yeah. And yeah. it didn't matter even when she wasn't feeling good and all that stuff. She get up and start dancing. You go. Yep, that's a hula dancer. But to jump on Kyle's question, I think overall you got more people that are are good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's more of a. Oh good yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just observations through through the the, the years that I've seen. Um, there are great Japanese kumuhula out there that are mm-hmm. doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, of mm-hmm. yeah. And there are still some that maybe well, that's it's like Hawaii halal too, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, right. There, I mean, there are great kumus out there. They're not so great that Jogo nameless. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, in, in anything, though. In anything. That's right. That's in anything. Right. Yeah. Well, Brian, what do you have coming up? I know you're going to New Zealand. Um Going to New Zealand, but uh, something that's toward the end of this month because this is going to be released on like probably the 12th or 13th. What month is this? March. <laughs> so you got anywhere where someone can come see you? Huh? I tell you what. You think about that, Kyle. Anything besides uh, highlifeclothing.com? Um. No, nothing new right now. We'll Same go old. to highlifeclothing.com and go <laughs> you pick do up highlife. Some. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Devin? Yeah. He's the he's the owner. 94.7 Kumu. Yep. Anything else? Mm, no. We got uh, we give away stuff and have fun on the air and Okay. It's been a good time. Well, um, I'm going to be Oh, I had it on my phone, but I turned off my phone. I'm going <laughs> to be at um, Terry's place or the old Hasser Bistro on the 13th of March. Uh, six to nine, and then Nico's Kailua on the seventeenth, six to eight, with uh, Herbota Junior on that one. So if you aren't in the area, come on down, say hello, grab a bite to eat, listen to some music. <laughs> but for now, uh, have a good week and a, yeah. a good break. We'll be oh, gone and, for a little bit. And Brian, thank you so much for coming in and doing this today. I mean, yeah, yeah. thank you. Well, uh, it, I, I'm, I meant to tell you, and and I get to tell you on this thing. Uh, I, I've known you for a lot of years. I've mm-hmm. known that you're a musician, and mm-hmm. it's. It's fascinating to hear people talk about you in these revered tones because you're 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 the most underrated, understated, 
like super massively talented ukulele yeah, player. That's right, that's right. Seriously, people and I mean, you go out to stuff and people go, "Oh, Brian's okay. Yeah, we're good." And they just, yep. you know what I mean? Like, it's it's an accepted fact that you are really really good at your craft and you work at it and you you that that head heart connection thing for you is really strong and really important and i think the mm-hmm. fact that you're passing that on to other kids is really awesome so i, I just meant to tell you that. i'm not oh. trying to like i don't i don't need money from you or anything i just <laughs> I, I meant to tell you that because it was something i didn't you I, you wanted toilet paper yeah, yeah exactly. no i want lemon kick yeah there was lemon exactly but I, I had no you know it's funny because i i knew you but i had no idea how deep your knowledge was I, mean, I apologize no 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 but it's it's through this time spent with you and stuff I was like holy crap no part of, part of it um, being an accompanist yeah it's um, you gotta chuck your ego at the door mm. and I, I try and share that part of being a musician because you know for guys like Jake and all that's what the, the younger ukulele players are striving to be yeah. not everybody can be that and that's just a limited audience too you know um, being able to play with uh, other artists, I, I love that in real time. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's unrehearsed and we're playing. You know, there has to be uh, a musical sensitivity. You have to have great hearing or listening um, and all of that. You know, a lot of times I just show up for the gig and, okay, what key? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's go. You know, yeah. and, and I don't have to be um, the featured part of that. I can. I can be Brian Tolentino, the ukulele soloist, and all that entails. But it, it's it's also like, well, yeah, I'm gonna record it right there. Okay, right there, you just do, and I'll just I call it fairy dusting behind, just to enhance whatever she's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you can do that and be successful at it. But nobody really teaches that. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's why. So I'm <laughs> I'm hoping that people, as they learn from you, that they learn that that's. That's okay. You don't you don't have yeah. to do gigantic yeah. runs to be a really good ukulele player. Let, for me, it's like you, you have to let the music breathe. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's you, you just that's the hardest thing for young ukulele players knowing when not to play. Mm-hmm. They think they have to fill up every space and all the spotlight is always on. Mm-hmm. Like no, you know, like say if uh, John is singing, right, and I'm playing. The fo- focal point is his vocal. Right? So I'll just do what I think will enhance that. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's a hula dancer, visually, they're drawn to the hula dancer, they're listening to John, they don't need me over here going, which happens a lot. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I, I live by this quote that Byron, uh, Professor Byron Yus- Yasui told me, a great accompanist is noticed when he's not there. There's a certain element that everything could still be good, but there's a certain element that just maybe be missing. But the audience doesn't know, yeah. you know. But for me, I, I said, yeah, you know, I I don't want to overplay. I do, you know. We all. I'm thinking about lemon Kit Kats. I'm thinking about <laughs> <laughs> what am I eating? And then oh yeah, okay. But that that that's part of it. You have to put yourself in that position where. You know, I'm playing with right there. Or I'm, yeah. I'm playing with Ray, yeah. or I mean, uh, John, or you know, and it has to be like that. Well, it's just cool because I mean, a lot of people notice. I, I, I hope you, I hope you get a sense for how much people notice what you do and how you do it, and that they appreciate it. Nah. From the musician side, for me, it's always, oh, Brian's here. We're gonna have fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun day. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, uh, and it's it's. Oh, I'm gonna be at the Blue Note. Oh. Oh no wait, it's gonna be Paul already. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a couple songs with Jake uh, oh, this, this Friday. Be, yeah. 
by the uh, time people hear this, it'll be yeah, yeah. Oh, it'll be popular. Yeah, and also at Nico's. Um, you can go to my website. Um, what is it now? BrianTolentino.com. <laughs> and I usually Brian, post my Brian gigs. Brian with a Y, right? Yeah, B-R-Y-A-N-T-O-L-E-N-T-I-N-O. Um, yeah, and I usually try to update that. Just a gig, the gig list cool. of stuff. So, cool. yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Oh, no, thank, thank you, you for this being was good here. Fun. That was fun. I, t- I talk too much, but that's okay. No, no, no. Oh, good. <laughs> Believe in me, you do not. Okay, so to everybody else, uh, have a great rest of the month. <laughs> I don't know when we're gonna post this thing. <laughs> and uh, aloha. Laters. Get in. See ya.